0: everybody, this is Adam Lavella and Laz Freeberg for the first iteration of the Two Idiots Some Genius podcast. Not going to do anything crazy for this intro, so let's just get right to it. So Laz, we've got some topics, or one specific topic that we want to talk about. I'll let you kind of start it off, because it's kind of all started with you.
1: So, I'm a young man, I'm only 20, 22 years of age, you know? yeah. I don't have that much life experience, but I have figured that throughout my entire life, you have to be able to kind of have a discourse with people. Mm-hmm. It's important to be able to actually interact with people. I personally find it really interesting if someone disagrees with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I could not agree more. You know, it just gives you better idea of who people are you can understand different points of view you can challenge your point of view so you can either see if it's like better or worse so like yeah i couldn't agree with that more
1: well i think it's the biggest problem facing our society today Mm -hmm. i've had personal experience with it Mm -hmm. but it's the dual echo chamber right you go sit in a room and everybody's screaming what you want to hear Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not healthy Mm -hmm. because you get the regurgitation of what everybody in that room wants to hear Mm -hmm. and if you disagree with the mantra and everybody just gets a little bit upset with the tiniest thing you say with no matter to what the perspective of your existence is it's gone you 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 can't be in that in that echo chamber anymore
0: yeah, and I I think that that's a big problem with it. it comes, and this is like my opinion is like from social media, it's like I think they did a study a while back on like Twitter, and they said that like seventy to eighty percent of everyone on Twitter has like the exact same political beliefs, like they're all like left leaning, and it's like if you're constantly just surrounded by people who believe the same things that you believe and who are constantly saying the same things that you agree with and this is true for people who are on the right as well like if you go to things like instagram your feed and like the generated feed that you go to like in the search area is based off of what you interact with the most so you're always going to be seeing the things that you agree with the most and i think that if you don't expose yourself to other opinions you're always just going to be in this place where you think that oh well everyone agrees with me But that's not necessarily true. Like, we're a big country, and not even, like, as a big country. Like, even, like, among friend groups. Like, I think our friend group especially, or I think our previous friend group especially, we had a pretty diverse group of people with a lot of different opinions, a lot of different thoughts. But because of this huge polarization, and because of this big echo chambers we keep sitting in, people have now thought that, oh, if people, or my friends, or my family, or the news, or whatever it is, don't agree with me, and don't speak the gospel that I speak, it must mean that they're bad people.
1: So you brought up a multitude of points right there, and I had multiple things I want to say. <laughs> but I'm going I'm to address the most important thing here to me. I think that what you're addressing when it comes to our personal friend group, January 6th was a flashpoint for a lot of Americans. and I personally felt super desensitized to it mm-hmm. because we spent a hundred days of antifa and black lives matter sieging certain cities around our country and then i saw a bunch of white wing people do it and i was like well i mean whatever it didn't seem like a big deal to me mm-hmm. it still really doesn't because it just it's not what's important to me as a person. Right. And as an American. It's not what's something that's super important, you know? But, like, you get, uh, retreating back to, like, you said, Twitter. 80% is a left-wing bias. Mm-hmm. I personally downloaded Getter. Yeah. Because I have been using Twitter because I like to hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you go on Twitter and you look at the trending, and you just see just the the amount of vomit is what I call it that is false. Just false information straight up. Yep. Just not factual in any context that you could use the word fact. And these people just retweet it, retweet it, retweet it. My least favorite person on any of this is Brooklyn Dad Defiant. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got 900,000 subscribers or Twitter followers, whatever you call it. And the dude just tweets false information. And... I find them slightly terrifying because the dude calls for removal of Republican, conservative, independent, even calls for the removal of them from Congress because of a disagreement of thought, because they didn't agree with the certification of the election. Which, no matter the point of view that you have, and it, it, that's not the important part, the important part is that they're voting on that. On the behalf of their constituency, they're not voting on it because of what they believe. They're voting on what they think their people believe. Mm-hmm. At least that, that's what my naive, my, my naive, like my naive self believes. But like <laughs> those people, they're sitting there and they're like, "I'm going to object to something because I think my people do." Mm-hmm. Because me as a uh, as a Republican in the state of Tennessee doesn't agree. Because my constituency doesn't agree, but they're going to remove them from Congress, right? Right. That, that's that's brutal. And then they removed the rep, Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. from Twitter. Banner, she's gone. She had probably eight hundred thousand followers, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> they got
0: rid of her, but I'm pretty sure the Taliban still pretty prominent, still use nope. Twitter pretty regularly.
1: But the, but the, I, the, I don't know what you call the leader of Iran. He's still on there. He's still on there.
0: I don't know. The I don't people they... who are
1: perpetrating the um, let's say Muslim genocide in um China. Yeah, well,
0: they're I still think there. They're authoritarian leaders. I wouldn't call them like the presidents.
1: Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. But you know, move somebody because she disagreed with our political, our countries what they quote unquote have a political leaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 banned Mike Lindell from having banking services.
0: Yeah, which is crazy because I mean. Listen, I don't necessarily, I I don't agree entirely. Which I think the beautiful part about you and I doing this podcast together right. is that we have very similar beliefs, but we also have very different reasonings. So, yeah,
1: but we don't we we don't kill each other when we have a different different belief, and we can have an actual like civil conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I mean, it makes things way more fun. But like, I don't agree that like the election was stolen or anything like that. Do I think that the media definitely played a role in? swaying the election totally but i don't think the election was stolen and i do think that like what happened on january 6th was terrible but i don't think that that means that what happens with the black lives matter stuff was good either like i think that both of them were terrible but i think that obviously the black lives matter one was a little bit worse because it went on for a lot longer caused a lot more damage way more people died so
1: more people yeah
0: and it, i mean obviously both are bad but i'm not you know that's not the point that i'm trying to make here the point i'm trying to make here is that just because somebody has a different opinion than you does not mean that they need to be deplatformed, does not mean that they need to be removed. And I think, you know, and the same thing with our friend group. We have a friend, I'm not going to say names here because I'm not going to try and expose anyone, but we have a friend who was a close friend of both of us, I think closer with you than he was with me, but he unfriended both of us on all of our social medias, blocked you on social media just because of An opinion that we both share, and not even an opinion we actually share, but just because we vote differently than he wants us to vote, because we follow certain public figures, like certain conservative commentators, or certain political figures, or even non-political figures, but because we follow those people, he is like, oh, well, you guys must be, you guys are terrible, you guys must be bad, you must be evil, you must not care, I mean, we even have people who have, at least in my friend's circle, like outside of the two of us, who have said like, oh, like if you don't think January 6th is, like, the worst event that's happened in our country's history, like, worse than, like, 9-11, I'm like, whoa, like, come on, like, that's absurd. Like, or,
1: you know, or, you know, Pearl Harbor.
0: Yeah, yeah, or Pearl Harbor, I mean, like, both of those 3, 000, events. Only
1: 3,000 service members died, you know, it's a tiny day.
0: Yeah, I, and, like, I think people are trying to conflate the two, but I, it's it's so crazy. Like, even if you look back to the 2016 election when Trump was inaugurated, I think there was, like, millions of dollars in damages, huge riots in the streets, they were literally lighting up cars in the streets, and I think 200-something people were arrested that day. I mean, like, that's... I know that people have short memories now, and I, I'm honestly of this belief that the American people are, like, goldfish at this point. We, we can't remember back two months in the past. It's like, all of these things did happen, but we just pretend that they didn't anymore.
1: So that's something very important to mention because when Trump, when President Trump took office, twenty seventeen, they rioted. It was a women's march, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and they were like probably double the number of people that were there for the America rally that the president held mm-hmm. when President Biden took office, or I guess they they ratified the votes and. They they don't seem to have the un- ability to be like, hey, that's a little bit hypocritical. Because you and me both agree that what happened on that, that day. I'm not gonna name it because I'm tired of it.
0: <laughs> we hear about on it a that lot. Day, that's for sure.
1: On on that day, <laughs> was was bad. It was it was, it was bad. It, it it in my opinion ruined the Republicans' ability to have any authority on something because they they had a bunch of Trump supporters. Which I'm not gonna lie, I am one. They had a bunch of Trump supporters come out and do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. But you also had people in Oklahoma, certain of a certain leaning, storm the Oklahoma Capitol building. Yeah, and no one, no one comments because if you're not, it, it, it's it's the terror is it's, it's the problem that we that we face. The people are terrified to offend the mob.
0: Even Portland, Oregon, remember? All the attacking the federal courthouses.
1: Well, I don't even want to address Portland because I think most Americans look at Portland like, holy crap. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Well, okay. A Molotov is a deadly instrument. You try to firebomb a federal courthouse, that should be a felony. But the District Attorney there refused to prosecute any of these idiots. And that's an issue within itself. But when you go to Oklahoma... They stormed the Capitol building, they shut down the process of them voting on things. And no one said anything and it's not an insurrection. It's not what they called it. I, 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 I can't I can't sit here and listen to people call something that was stupid an insurrection and then see something else as stupid and call an insur- not call it an insurrection. So it's it's just there, there's no accountability from either side on what they're doing. So they do they just they, they don't care. They just want the political points to
0: gain on it. Yeah, politics is a dirty game. You know, I mean, with all politicians, whether it's right or left, they're always going to try and take some event that's going on and then try and sway it or use it to help them. And, I, and that's that's a right, like a conservative issue and a Democrat issue. That's not like a one party that uses it. But I will say, more recently, it does appear that the Democrats are using these events to benefit themselves more than the conservatives are. And that might just be because the conservatives feel like these events aren't going to benefit them, but it definitely feels like, especially with COVID and stuff, right? Like, COVID is crazy right now. And and that's another thing. Like, if you have any disagreement on COVID or the vaccines or the mandates, you immediately, like, consider, like, a conspiracy theorist. You are immediately considered like, you want grandma to die. And I'm like, I mean, I feel like we're well past that at this point.
1: We're going to throw me into Joe Rogan already? Yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you I just straight up agree with you there's there's no I think it's the rule on the left and the exception on the right I think the rule on the left is that they bend statistics to fit the narrative mm-hmm. I think they 100% lie misquote on any amount of article they possibly can in the context of all right Joe Rogan was talking about the usage of the vaccination against against the effect of getting actual COVID and myocarditis. Was this and, the one with Peter it,
0: McAuliffe or Robert Malone? No, no,
1: that was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the doc, Dr. McAuliffe. It was, um, oh, I don't remember the dude's name. Robert Malone, it was, was, that it was No, it wasn't Robert Malone either. It was the dude last week, like CB or something like that, Sabri. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and the, the dude was talking about how uh, Joe brought up you know you're two to four more times likely to get myocarditis from COVID or from the COVID vaccination and the other guy brought up well, you're likely to get it from you're likely to get it from the. Um, mm-hmm. actually vaccination and COVID myocarditis rates are almost to the point that they're equal right mm-hmm. but they both used different news sources that brought up statistics from studies and they're, they're, I'm sitting here and reading like well, both of the studies are valid in my understanding of it because they both did their own scientific research. And one brought up the Moderna, one brought up the Johnson & Johnson, and then one brought up the Pfizer. Now, my understanding of it is that Moderna is not really being issued here anymore. It's mostly Pfizer. Yeah. But there's people, and they're like, I don't even want to talk about the vaccinations. I don't know enough about it. I'm an idiot. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about any of the science here you actually you. you go talk to your doctor and get whatever the hell you need to get done. That's not my job. That's not your job. Yeah. The job is. Hey, do I want to get vaccinated? Go talk to your doctor. Hey, do I want to take whatever whatever drug that I've heard about? Go talk to your doctor. Your doctor will prescribe it to you until Joe Biden locks it down and doesn't allow you to have any freedom of medical information. But you know what? Different story. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, and, I I think that that is the point that people need to understand. It's like, it's all about personal choice. Like you have the ability to make the decision and you have all the materials necessary to make an educated decision. Right. I mean, like, it's not like we don't know what the effects of COVID-19 are immediately. I mean, we do know that. And it's not like we don't know that there are some side effects to the vaccines. There are certain side effects to the vaccines. I'm not, I obviously don't know what they are, but with any kind of medication, there's always going to be the potential for, possible side effects and then you know from the studies that I have looked at it does look like covid is going to be worse for most people than the vaccine is going to be but it's not up to us or me or the president or anybody to, to mandate or to tell you what is best for you and i think it's crazy that people think that the government in general knows what's best for you cuz they don't like and they it, then if you we're going back to like the Virginia election, right? This is just an example, but like the not Glenn Youngkin, I don't remember what his name was, but
1: Terry McAuliffe,
0: yeah, Terry McAuliffe he was like teachers and the government should decide what to teach your kids because we care about your kids like a lot. It's like pretty much saying we care about your kids more than you. So we know what's better for your kids. And it's like, well, name, <laughs> what's the name of my kid. Right. It's like, obviously the yeah. government does not know what's best for you better than you would know what's best for you.
1: Well, so you're bringing up something very silly to me, because with the the Glenn Youngkin getting elected, right, mm-hmm. and Terry McAuliffe leaving office, I kid you not, I saw a Twitter thread where somebody was complaining about the winter storms that happened in Virginia. Oh where yeah, hundreds of people got stuck on I ninety five. Yeah, I saw you that. And I both have been on that road. It is garbage.
0: Yeah, yeah I had some friends who were stuck on there as well for like twenty something hours, or something crazy. So yeah.
1: Some wonderful lady decided to tweet out, you know, Governor Yunkin, why haven't you released us and helped send food provisions and cleared the roads for us? And somebody tweeted to her, retweeted her, if
0: They, they replied, with I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, they said.
1: replied to her tweet, it was like, he's not governor yet, just so you know. <laughs> and she said, well, thank God, because we finally got supplies. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, watching these people, I'm like, you're in a delusional world. You're 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 in a place where no one can talk to you because it's not about the actions taken; it's about what caused you to take the action. I guess there's it's like I don't even know how to describe it because you're so, you're talking about something that, like, for me personally, if previous president or former or current president doesn't matter, did something stupid, I will call them out of their stupidity. It doesn't matter, but. It doesn't matter if it's a Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, Green Party. That that stuff shouldn't matter to you. It should be what's affecting you personally. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that should matter. But these people are so tribalistic in what they believe.
0: Yeah. I think think most people care about that in general. I think, obviously, what we see a lot, especially on Twitter, on the news, it is a very small minority that is just very loud. I think, and this is, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I think. And because I have faith in people I think that people care far more or far less about what the government does in general but they care far more about what the government does to them but and I don't think most people are voting because they're like oh if you vote for this it's going to help these people and I mean I think we can see it in the poll numbers right where Joe Biden is not a popular dude right now and, Yeah, yeah
1: 33% it's pretty rough well. <laughs> But, over like a dead beetle.
0: yeah, it's not good. But, like, and because then the reason why his poll numbers are so low is because it's affecting everyday Americans, right? Like, people are like, I am losing money. Like, I'm, my wages might be going up, but I'm actively making less money because everything costs more. Or I can't buy eggs at the store because of the supply chain crisis. There
1: are no, no, there are no eggs. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's like, <laughs> those are the things that are affecting people. And it's like, yeah, people, and they can say all they want about climate change, they can say everything about racial inequality or the pay gap between men and women but at the end of the day people care most about the things that are going to affect them on their day to day lives and one of those things is how much money are they saving versus how much money are they losing I mean gas prices is a huge thing I mean gas prices are absurd it's crazy I'm about to start doing that meme with the guy on the with the Mentos on his bike
1: so three of the four things you just mentioned right there racial inequality and gender pay gap have nothing to do with it because <laughs> because if you have no food, no gas, hell oh yeah, I'm making fifteen percent less. Or the money, or I guess it wouldn't be fifteen percent less. The money that you physically hold is worth fifteen percent less. Does not matter? Yeah, it affects everybody equally. Yeah, and that's, that's that was my whole that's, that's yeah. Not, that's, that, that doesn't discriminate. Yeah. You're sitting here look at that. And you're like. I don't want to hear about your critical race theory shit <laughs> in my language, and I don't want to sit here and listen to you just harp on any of this stupid stuff. They, they sit there and they go to a press conference talking about the Voting Rights Act, my mother sends, mother sends me a picture, and the shelves are bare. I'm sorry, but if you want Pete Buttigieg to take two months of paternity leave for, for damages to him, not having a child? <laughs> I don't know how to put it other than that. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at him like, you're the secretary of transportation and you're sitting there and you took two months of paternity leave when your husband doesn't work. I'm fine with having somebody that has... He, I'm fine with him being a gay man doing what he's doing. That's not my issue. The issue is the fact that he's a gay man making $400,000, whatever he makes, disgusting salary, a year. Telling me that I should respect the fact that he takes leave.
0: Sounds like I want that job, right? Like, like if my wife gives birth, <laughs> I get two months off, and I get paid to do it? I mean, that's a pretty good yeah. gig right there.
1: You were in no part. Uh, I get it like when a woman is to take her leave. Like babies wreck them. I understand that. That makes sense. Unless you have the postpartum depression and all of that. Stuff like that needs to be accounted for. But... The way that this administration has failed our people, and the way that people are showing the fact that they failed the people, it is beautiful, because they know that they failed. I mean, the Voting Rights Act died. The filibuster died. and it Well, no, the
0: filibuster them. didn't die. <laughs>
1: well, the, the, them trying to remove the filibuster died.
0: That is true. And
1: it's really funny to me, because they have Senator Sinema, right? Christine Cinema and they're like, There's people, so my dad sent me a text talking about the New York Times. And he he made the terrible, fateful error of looking at the comment section. Oh God. <laughs> and the people that are commenting on commenting on this are like, she should be hung drawn and cornered. And I'm like, I'm sitting here as a normal person thinking, in twenty seventeen, who was the majority of the filibuster in the Senate? I could make a wild guesstimation here. <laughs> but I think it's the minority Senate and the minority House leaders, right? The ones that screw with the process that they are so wanting to support right now. Yeah. I think Democrats were the minority in 2017, in both House and Senate. And Senator must said that exactly, she's like, in 2022, when the Republicans take the House and the Republicans take the Senate, she said it affirmatively. She didn't say it like it may be. She said it like it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> and it looking like it's going to as well.
1: And what she said was we need to have a defense against our agenda. Because that's what the filibuster is for. Instead of having a, a, a majority tyranny, which is 51 votes, saying we want this, this is what we get. You have to work together. That's what the point of the filibuster is. So it's like, hey, I want to build back better deal in the past. And then you get Joe Manch saying, well, you're banning coal. that will kill West Virginia totally. Yep. Yeah. And so yeah. they're like, well, you gotta give us something. There's gotta be something for us here. I'm not voting for this garbage. You got fifty, you got fifty votes. What do these people think how do they think this has ever worked?
0: Yeah, well, the filibusters the whole point of the filibuster is just to prevent bare majorities from cramming down their policies on the bare minority.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter for an omnibus spending bill.
0: That is true. Well, that's—yeah, I think they can only use that, I think, two or three times, but I might be wrong. I don't know quite that much about it, but— Disgusting. Yeah, I—listen, I, I think—it's just, it's just kind of crazy to me, because— I don't know, there's just so much in politics that I just don't understand. And partly because I think it's just it's just foreign to most people because it's like most people are like, "Oh, well like I don't know, it seems like normal to want to work together with people, but like and be accepting of people." And it, I don't know, it just seems so odd to me. And you know, and I think that until we as people and like especially people our generation. I think our generation and maybe millennials are like the generation after us or before us. I think those generations have had the hardest time with being able to accept other people's opinions and being able to have constructive conversation versus just saying it's, a, it's triggering to them or it's something that makes them uncomfortable. And then you need to shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absurd. I mean, like, I, here here's what I think. I think we... It might be time last to bring bullying back. I don't know. Something, something, someone has got to get him.
1: <laughs> That's a bold statement that I agree with. Yeah, I
0: mean, listen, because, I, I, I dude, <laughs>
1: dude, you sit in a room with people and someone makes a stupid comment about, or, makes, or proposes a stupid idea. We need to be able to tell them that the idea is stupid and it does not need to be nice and respectful.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, dude, we're on the brink of war with Russia. And we're worrying about transgender swimmers in the NCAA. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be courteous to somebody. I mean, mind you, that that, that she, I'm doing a little bit of math here, she respected the rules. She did what she had to do. I think the parents are absolute wussies. I think the parents didn't stand up and the daughters didn't stand up uh i don't know her name the, the transgender female yeah, yeah i know who about. you're talking about she followed the rules but that's not what, our, what the press should be caring about the press should be caring about the fact that maybe let's say a majority of the diplomats in russia or in ukraine left ukraine with like whatever the sonic injuries that the russian attacks have done to their brains, and one got transported back to the United States for medical treatment. Oh
0: well, yeah, was this happened. was this recent? I remember this happening a long time ago as well. This
1: happened in Cuba. This happened in Cuba. Yeah, yeah. To in Cuba. But now it happened again when we we're, were negotiating. To me personally, that's an act of war. When we send diplomats to the table, and you say, "Hey, we're going to assault your diplomats," to me, that's an act of war. But I also don't want to go to war with Russia because they'll probably be, other than the fact it'll be catastrophic for both countries and the EU, and then China will take over and they will be worse than any of us.
0: Well, I'm part Asian, so I'll be okay. <laughs>
1: I'll but be accepted China with, China? O- I
0: might be accepted with open arms, so it might, it might work out.
1: Are you in any part Japanese?
0: <laughs> I can hide that. I'm, I'm part Chinese as well, so it might work. I mean the Japanese don't get along with the Chinese. No, they do not. It's
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> very <I> mean, not. <laughs> I mean, for for good reason. I mean the Japanese did do some terrible things
0: to the Chinese. Yeah, World War II. They invaded China. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, Nanjing, terrible place.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, bygones be got bygones. Water under the bridge, right? Yeah,
1: but, no. but Japan made anime and sushi, bro. So.
0: <laughs> they do have bomb sushi. I will say. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's. It does seem like the press and the media today are far more worried about things in the cultural sphere than things in the political sphere. Like Even if you look at things in the political sphere, they're always commenting on things that are going on culturally. Culturally. Yeah.
1: Well, so, you, you, that's a very good point. So, no, it's not... It's, it's To me, it's even simpler than that. It's not that they care about culturally over politically. They care about culturally over reality. <laughs> so... They'll look at something that everybody will look at and be like, that is just... Okay, I'll give you a very significant example for me. It's right. one of my favorite things. The Witcher. Greatest video game I've, in my opinion, ever created.
0: Definitely easily the best RPG, like open world yeah, RPG. Yeah. I would say that, for certain.
1: Where's the Witcher? Who, what country does the Witcher come from?
0: I <laughs> isn't it made up?
1: No. Okay, what country was the Witcher written in the books?
0: Oh, shoot. I don't know. Somewhere in Europe. Poland. Poland. That sounds about right. What's the the
1: majority of Poland's demographic, right? Like, would he Like, I would say white.
0: Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. I don't know. I think it's like 90 something percent white in Poland.
1: It's like 99 percent white, yes. They they, they have very secure borders. And so, what Poland did was, or what The Witcher, the the guy who wrote The Witcher, was like, I'm going to write a book about our culture and our mythology. And somebody was like, "This would be a cool thing to make into a video game and a TV show." But you know what ended up happening? You get the woke mobs complaining about the fact on—I think it was Kotami. or no Konami. Yeah, I, I, I can't consume their, their their media garbage. But they said the Witcher's too white. There's not enough people of color in it.
0: Wait, but it's based <laughs> off of white culture, right? It's like based off of like Polish culture. <laughs>
1: But there's no such thing as
0: white culture, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's tough. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just seems crazy to me. Like, I think that... I think diverse representation is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that it is in any way, shape, or form a bad thing. Because I do think it matters to some people. But if you're trying to that do...
1: No, sorry.
0: But if you're trying to do like a, a retelling or like you're trying to do a historical perspective of things, then it, it should be accurate. And if that's what you're trying to go for, then I don't think that it needs to be. I don't think diversity needs to be added into it just for the sake of diversity. If it's not going to further the story and it's actually going to take away from the atmosphere, then I don't think it's something that's going to be helpful. I mean, look at let's think. Like, there are tons of films that have started like black actors or that have. Just been based around like black culture, and I don't think that they need to add in white people or Asian people to tell that story better. I think that the fact that there are no other people in certain stories makes it better. Right? I'm not, I'm not too familiar. I'm not too familiar with the movies, but I do know that there are some like um. I know that there's a horror film called Candyman, which is majority black cast. It's written by black actors and stuff like. That. It's written by a black director. It has like starring black actors, and it has not very many white people in it, and it's like, oh, why are there no Asian people in it? Oh, why are there no, like, why aren't there more white people in it for more diversity? It's like, well, it's not intended to be that. And I'm not, you know, I don't think they need to add diversity just for the sake of adding diversity. Well,
1: for me, it's like if you watched Braveheart, right?
0: (laughs) That would be weird.
1: Braveheart's about fucking Scotland. (laughs) If you added a black character to a Scottish, like, 1300 film it just
0: doesn't logically make sense yeah it, it, I mean, it would be like adding like you could you could do it for any any place right it's like not just like white actor. it's not like just like white places that are introducing black actors it would be like if you were doing it and say like nigeria and then you started adding in white people
1: or a samurai movie
0: oh yeah <laughs> i hear a samurai movie
1: if you ship some, some white dude
0: Oh, Didn't um, they do that with Tom Cruise? Wasn't Tom Cruise out to of some Japanese like samurai movie? Was it? Called? I think it was called the samurai. Oh, I don't
1: like Tom Cruise, so I'm not <laughs> gonna
0: yeah, His that. movies are fun to watch. Oh, I think so, Matt Damon was also. I think right there was like some. It was called the Great Wall. I think it was pretty bad, but I think he was in a movie with like it was like samurais and stuff like that. And they were fighting like mythical underground beasts. It was super weird, super bad movie, but yeah, like, same the thing. Like
1: acceptable, the only acceptable movie where they mix the culture within that context for me is batman and um oh, what's it called um well the tv show green arrow is pretty good with that too but i think it's just really important to look at it it's like people think that the perspective that we have for some for some stupid reason is, is um insensitive and i'm sitting here in my own head thinking I watched Spider-Man into the... Whatever the... What was the Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man movie? into the
0: Spider-Verse.
1: No, the, the one where it was like the animated one? Yeah, into
0: the Spider-Verse. Yeah. With Miles yeah. Morales.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What gave a crap about that? I've never heard a single person complain about Miles Morales being black. In my entire existence, I've never heard that. He's a great character. He's awesome. Yeah, he's dope. No one cares about that. It's the fact that people force the character. If you make the character good, no one cares. But if you force the character... Wounds
0: it, yeah. What movie? There was a movie a while back, I don't remember, but there ever was it was so bad, and everyone was like, Oh, you don't like this movie because oh, Star guys, Wars, it was Star Wars, don't you remember? Everyone was like, We hate the new Star Wars trilogy, and it's like, Oh, well, you don't like the new Star Wars trilogy because Ray Skywalker is a woman or because you're a sexist, and it's like, No, it's because the movie's terrible,
1: also like. Well, don't get me started with Star Wars. (laughs) They're they're so bad. bad. bad, They're so bad. Well, they just... At least, well, other than the fact they absolutely mutilated all of the old characters like Han and uh, Luke, they mutilated all of them. They just made them old and then killed them. It wasn't a a hero story. It wasn't all the hero's arc. It was a tragedy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And for me, it was like... That's my entire comment on this film. It's like... Finn was the only character I found acceptable in all of those movies. This, and the pilot—I don't remember his name—but the pilot was awesome.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Poe Dameron. Made, yeah, criminally yeah. underused. Criminally underused yes. character. Criminally underused.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. But they didn't make Ray good because she was badass.
0: Yeah, I know. They
1: made Ray good because she was a woman. Yeah, it's and so that's annoying. the issue. You, you make an OP character. You make an OP character because. Oh, because she's female like well that doesn't enhance the plot that doesn't enhance the story
0: yeah she's far super married for me
1: well like i'm like none of us sit here disliking her because she's a woman we just sit here disliking her because the story makes no freaking sense
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense it's like just and that's one of the things that I always hated about some of the critiques for some movies, like, you hate a movie, you hate a character, and they just so happen to be a woman, or they happen to be a minority, people will automatically say, oh, well, you don't like them because it is because of the trait. It's like, no, I don't like them because they're a poorly written character. Like, nobody There's
1: says... An easier one to it. There's an easier one to it,
0: though, man. Yeah, and, like, nobody says, like, oh, I didn't like Poe Dameron. Like... Not Poe Damon, It was um, Finn. Finn. And the one was like, I didn't like Finn because he was black. It's like I didn't. And no one even says they didn't like Finn. They said Finn is a great character who didn't get used enough and did not reach his potential. Yes. Or the freaking monk, the dude
1: was like, I can't see, but I used the force. Oh, that was in Rogue
0: One. He was such a cool character. Rogue
1: One broke my heart because that movie was so good. It was excellent. that That was an actual war movie, though. I was watching uh, uh, Ben Shapiro, yeah, he did a Star Wars review before May the Fourth, and he was like, "My favorite Star Wars movie." It was one of the older ones, and probably not one of the ones I agree with, but one of the older ones. But he was talking about Rogue One. is like, "This was an actual war movie. It was brutal. It was about sacrifice."
0: Yeah, it was definitely. A, it's a rough movie to watch. Like if, like from a Star Wars perspective, just because yeah. it's so grounded in reality based in, like, compared to other movies in terms of, like, the war aspect of things. Like, it felt yeah. like every single person that was in that movie, like, it felt like when they died, like, it it really did have weight to it. Like, it didn't just every feel like, oh, that, there goes another random... Died. Every <laughs> hero in that
1: movie died, bro. Every single one.
0: Spoilers, guys. Watch out.
1: Everybody's
0: seen it. <laughs> it's like, I think it's like, it came out in 2016,
1: so... <laughs> yeah. so we saw that when we were in school together. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, Star Wars, the new Star Wars trilogy, bad. But I will say, have they, they, you? They, they,
1: they, made, they, they, they did not make it canon, though. That's important.
0: Is it not canon? Nope. The new trilogy isn't.
1: Nope.
0: I totally thought it was.
1: It's not. They removed it because everyone complained because it was so bad.
0: Mm. But have you have you been watching any of the Disney, like the Mandalorian or the Boba Fett show?
1: I have not started the Boba Fett show yet because i I wanted a little bit of a uh, bender and watched all of the Game of Thrones again. Okay, because I'm uh, waiting as well.
0: I'm waiting until all the episodes come out, and then I'm gonna like binge it straight through. Yeah,
1: well, it's better for a weekend for me when I've like had a long week rather than just sitting here and waiting. Yeah. No matter how good it is, because I do, I did, I did. What's the Baby Yoda show called? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I did
0: really I <laughs> the did really Baby like Yoda show. Well,
1: that, that's what it is to me. <laughs> it is,
0: dude. I, it I, is.
1: <laughs> I did enjoy the Mandalorian. And I'm assuming I'll probably enjoy Boba Fett.
0: I've heard it's excellent. I've heard only good things about it. I haven't heard anything about like the actual story, but I've heard like the show itself is very good.
1: Well, my, my, my worry about it is if they don't make the show about the context of the show, right? So if they make... That's what I'm so worried about with all this Disney stuff is that they don't make their shows anymore about the plot of the character. They'll add someone in. And then it's like, um, G- uh, what's her name? Gina Carano? Oh, I'm yeah. They'll remove her because she says something, like, as a Jew, I agreed with.
0: Laz, <laughs> like, you like, can't say that. Her. That's don't, uncalled for.
1: Don't, don't demonize your neighbors, that's what Nazis did, and I'm like, alright, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Thank I don't you. like, I don't particularly like Nazi comparisons, but that comparison was not nearly as bad as people made it out to be. I think Pedro Pascal's comparison with the border was far worse, but...
1: Well, Pedro Pascal's a piece of shit, but yes. I also like him as an actor. So, great know. actor.
0: I mean, I'm not. He's he's great as uh, the Mandalorian, so I'm not gonna bash him too much. But don't agree yeah, with so him politically.
1: Like, so, that, but that's the thing. That's what's so important here is that I can separate it. You
0: know, like, yeah.
1: even though the, the, the shitty stuff. I'm sorry for embarrassing, but the terrible things that Mel Gibson has said about my people. <laughs> i can still go watch watch braveheart and enjoy it and complimentalize the fact that i know he's not he might not be the best guy it's true but still enjoy what he has to offer
0: yeah and i i think yeah i think that's important and i again going back to this idea that like you can be friends with people just because you have different political opinions it's like that's totally fine It's totally fine to have friends with <laughs> But I will say, I will say this. Being friends with someone and being in a relationship with someone are two different things, right? Like, I don't think... I think that if you do disagree politically on certain political aspects, you probably should not be with that person. And the reason why is because some elements of politics do tend to translate to values, right? Like, if you're pro-life, you're probably not going to be able to marry someone who's pro-choice. I just think that there's just two. It's too conflictory for it to be something that I think works. I think that the value think, systems I are think, going to
1: be I think different. the pro-life argument is very easily boiled down, and I agree with you 100%. You, dude, I'm mean, keep bringing up Ben Shapiro, but Ben Shapiro brought up an argument, or he had somebody come to one of his um, Young American Foundation, the YAF. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, like, this one dude asked a question when he was at a, a lecture hall. He asked, well, I have a girlfriend who's very left-leaning, And so then Bennett interjects, is she hot? That's like I said something that she she attractive beautiful. He didn't say it because he's not crass, so he said in a way that was tactful. And then he said, Well, do you agree with her on the problem is is raising the children in a different household where two people disagree? So then let's say something disgusting happens like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are in twenty twenty-four. I have a kid who's four. And that happens, Mm -hmm. right? Well, that's well, so I want a kid who's three I have a kid who's born tomorrow yeah the kid's gonna see me and the wife whatever side we're voting on disagreements with are gonna be hateful about it yeah because there's no way that's gonna be civil with those two people
0: right <laughs> especially if you're like super like into either into or. It. yeah, yeah. There's,
1: there's there's no way to be civil about it with those people because it's such a cultural ideology thing that like and it's just it's depressing to think about the fact that people care more about like you go back it's not Christopher Columbus I don't know if that's the first thing that hit in my head <laughs> Christopher Columbus no before we go back well you go back, back, to, you go back to like you go back to an artist and the artist makes a song like like what um, the weather outside is right
0: oh man this was like the 40s wasn't it 1940s Maybe it's yeah, cold outside but, but or that, maybe but that's that, but that
1: song that song that song was about Date date certain things that are
0: terrible.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say the word, but um, yeah, that's what that song's about, apparently. Because that's what anybody else takes it as, except for like a few group of feminists who run Twitter. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm sitting here (laughs) like, just a guy. I didn't take the song that way. I thought it was like, I want to hold my honey tight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that's.
1: Like like, hunger. That's what I took as. We're
0: not woke enough, Laz. We're not woke enough to see see the horrors that are in that song.
1: I think it's more the fact that we don't see everybody as a terrible person.
0: That could be it as I, well. think
1: th- I think you and I both see people as intrinsically good. Or flawed, oh at least. I think I want to get into philosophy here because I think it's important. All right. I think, I think that there's a moral optimism here that you and I both see. Where like You can go look at somebody, even if they're an absolute piece of garbage. There's something good that can come out of them. Mm-hmm. Everybody can produce something that's beautiful. Everybody, but mm-hmm. shit, the, the, somebody can produce a kid. Even if you're the worst person in history, you can produce a kid. You're an alcoholic who beats your child. You can produce a kid who can be the kindest, most loving person ever. You know, you can be a terrible person, and you can produce a kid that that that, that, that does great things. Mm-hmm. You can also be somebody who has flaws. And then fixes the flaws. You know? Yeah. And when you fix the flaws, you can be good to society. Because everybody has their issues. Everybody has some kind of vice and flaw. But you you can 100% do good with no matter what your issue is. And I just, I don't understand how our society sees I see a singular flaw. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attack that, ruin you, because it makes me feel better about myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I, somewhat agree with that. I don't totally prescribe to that idea just because I don't think that... I think that everybody does have the ability to do great things. I think everybody has the ability to produce something that is beautiful and that is great. But I don't think that everybody actually can do it. Because I think there's a very big difference between somebody who is willing to do something that's great or wants to do something that's great. I think that everybody in the world everybody wants to do something that's great. But I think very, very, very few people are willing to put in the time or the effort or willing to actually do the work that's necessary to do something great. And I I think, you know, making a kid is one of the most beautiful things that a person can do or a family can do. And I think that it's so great. And if you're willing to take on that responsibility and you are responsible enough or have a knowledge that you and – Your significant other are going to raise a kid together. That is awesome. That is amazing. But at the same time, there are some people who, if they raise a kid and they don't raise it correctly, I don't think that I don't necessarily think that that's beautiful. I do think, like you said, they does have the that kid does have the ability to become someone great and become someone kind. But I don't necessarily think that's actually going to happen.
1: So I think I may have misspoken a little bit. In the context of, I think everybody. I have. I, it might be my, my optimism that I'm sitting here thinking that I think everybody is good. I think everybody's good. I understand that there's a lot of bad people out there. There's a significant margin of our population that's bad. <laughs> okay? But there are some people that there's a, ma- a majority of people here. Like if you if you if you broke down the side of the road, someone's gonna pull over to help you. You know?
0: Probably. Most likely.
1: If you, if you if you're running, you fall and you're laying on the side of the road. Someone's going to call nine hundred and eleven for you. You know, but something's going to somebody's going to do something to help you out if something too bad goes on. Mm-hmm. But I think we have this logic in our country that no matter what you do, everyone's going to hate you. It's scary to me because I guess you call it polarization. Would be what I call it. Yeah. You either north or your south. You're what east or west. You're positive or you're negative, I guess, whatever. <laughs> and it's just, it's not, it's not conducive to a productive society. Because nothing that we do, because you look at it, and this is my understanding of how the United States works right now. Right. You have the states who produce something, and the states who don't do shit. So you've got a lot of states who do awesome stuff, and a lot of states who also do awesome stuff. But a lot of stuff is with your brain and a lot of stuff is manual labor. They both contribute to our society, in my opinion. Well, no, one does a lot more and one doesn't really do anything to me other than keep the economy, what we think is the quote-unquote economy running. So mm-hmm. one produces food, one just tells us what things are valued as. Mm-hmm. One produces oil, one tells us we are send out Hollywood stuff to us. And you sit there and you look at that and you have the people who produce the entertainment telling a lot of people that they're, they're that they're whatever terrible thing they've called them over the past five years. There's no coming back from calling someone a neo-Nazi. Yeah. There's no coming, there's no coming back from calling someone whatever fascist. To me, fact, calling someone fascist is just as terrible as the other. Yeah. Because I think they're kind of synonyms, but or but. You, these people don't understand that they're, they're just shoving the people away in this culture war that we're having right now. But if you if you shove somebody away, you're not going to go bring them back. They're not going to come listen to you after that. Yeah,
0: and I think that is one of the big problems that the Democratic Party is having right now. If they want to be able to win the next election or even elections after that, they have to try to not say that everyone that disagrees with us is a racist Nazi. Like it's just not going to work. Like I wouldn't be friends with somebody who said that to me. It's like, oh, well, you don't think the way that I think, so that means you must be a Nazi. I'm like, okay, well, this friendship has ended. But and that's and the same thing with politics. Nobody wants to vote for the party or vote for someone. Who's actively saying that they are a bad person? And I think that's one of the reasons why Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden have become so. Well, Hillary Clinton was so unpopular, and why Joe Biden currently is so unpopular. Why is Joe
1: Biden so unpopular? Because he's not cognizant.
0: (laughs) He is not in a great spot, for sure.
1: I I just. I look at this stuff, and I'm, I'm just hearing it. It's just. It's just.
0: It's sad almost.
1: Hillary Clinton, I kid you not, I don't know if it was a special or what you want to call it, but it was a, a program that she had that she literally just chilled around talking about how the speech that she would have given her mother, or to her mother, after she won the election.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was not, it's not a good look. That
1: lady thinks it's her God-given right to be president.
0: Yeah hey she no might run matter, again no matter, 2024 we might get trump and hillary round two
1: no matter how many like 14 year old girls her, her husband diddled and she knew no matter what she did in benghazi after how many soldiers died it was,
0: <laughs> yeah it's, you know it's not not <laughs> she's not great not great not popular <laughs> Man,
1: they're such they're such bad people they're yeah. such bad people man yeah they, I mean, it's wild to me. The only president I can think of that I don't think of as a bad person in recent history is Obama. But when Obama was president, when Obama was president, he, he he did terrible things.
0: Yeah, I listen. I think of all the presidents that we've had, at least in my time that I in my lifetime that I can remember. I don't really remember George Bush that much, so I don't. I'm not going to say too much, but I will say. Obama was a well-spoken, good-looking dude. Like that guy knew how to talk, and he was very good <laughs> on the camera. Joe Biden, not, not not that way. Uh, he I def- will not invade the
1: Middle East. <laughs> just, but I, that was my promise to the American people. I
0: will invade Africa to stabilize multiple governments.
1: <laughs> just, Libya. Did he say that? No. No. <laughs> oh, he did. He, he, he promised he would not start any new wars, and just destabilized Libya and invaded.
0: I forgot. I think everyone forgets about the Libya war. D- D-
1: Benghazi, bro.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but he, they had a movie about Benghazi. I feel like you still remember that a little bit. Yeah, John Kaczynski in it. In Call of Duty. You
1: know,
0: yeah, I it was a whole Benghazi. level in Call of Duty, the new bottom Warfare. It was a whole level. Oh my gosh, that
1: was great.
0: Best level though. Great. It was sick. It was super that was sick. Dope
1: that was dope that was straight dope
0: yeah I mean that's like the issue.
1: that's the issue that these people just these people don't don't realize they're like you're sitting there and they're just like they're sheep for lack of a better word No, they're not sheep they're goldfish like you said they're goldfish they sit there and they're just like clubbing around someone drops in, some feeding tank and they're like alright we're happy but sheep at least get a little bit pissy sometimes yeah Sheep get at least get a little bit a little bit pissy sometimes, but the other stuff, you know, they get a little bit the goldfish just glob around. They eat whatever gets thrown to them and then they belong along and they die. And they got people who basically told us we're stupid. They told us we're stupid and they kinda just screwed us over for a good twenty years.
0: Yeah, no one likes being told they're dumb and I think people are fed up with it now. I mean nobody I mean you wouldn't date somebody who tells you you're dumb every single day or tells you you're an idiot. You know, It's not going to work. So I think that people are waking up a little bit more to the the hatred that politicians and people of very hardcore political persuasion, both right and left, are kind of saying right now. And I, I say that for us... I don't
1: think it's that. I think that's a little too simple. I think the politicians hold hatred for us.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see that.
1: I I think they think we're stupid. I think they think I think they think we're well. That's you know, definitely true. I, I think they think we're the mechanism for them to gain money to the stock market. That's how I look at politics now. But so did you like see? Have you seen um, on? Those, it was more oh, crapping on Elon Musk. Oh
0: yeah,
1: and <laughs> like, like fifteen million dollars off the stock market. I'm sorry, but dude, you know <laughs> what? You're an evil. You're an evil. You're an evil ass.
0: Dude, after that, I loved Elon Musk even more. He was like, what did he say? He was like, I think he's like Senator he Karen. Made
1: of her for, he made fun of her because she quoted that she was Native American and she was like one, 1,064th Native American. It's pretty low. And that's like less than the average American. <laughs> it's
0: not good. Yeah, she's, it's, yeah. Oh, oh, Elizabeth Warren. She's still popular here in Massachusetts, so. She's,
1: she's a horrible person.
0: Uh, she's, not, she's not pleasant, that's for sure. I don't know. May, listen, I'm I, I don't know. I think that, I will say, not like her, but this reminds me of like yeah. Bernie Sanders. I really do think that Bernie Sanders, everything that he is saying, he's doing because he thinks it's actually going to be the best thing for people. I don't I think completely it is. I disagree. Yeah, I, 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 I completely disagree. You don't think, think
1: so? Sanders, I think Bernie Sanders in 2016, yes. But then Bernie Sanders bent the knee to the Democratic Party and the woke establishment mm. because in 2016, Bernie Sanders was against open borders. Bernie Sanders was against multinational corporations. Bernie Sanders was against most of the things. It's what's wild that a majority of Bernie bros, which was called toxic masculinity at the time. Was it actually? A majority of like Bernie that. bros. Bernie was it
0: actually called toxic masculinity? People actually call the Bernie bros toxic masculinity?
1: Yeah. Well, which be for everything about equality.
0: No, no Bernie, way. That's Bernie, wild.
1: <laughs> but funny, funny enough, Bernie was America first, but in the leftist sense. right? Which... I could be 100% for. But then they got Hillary Clinton, which is a swamp monster, hobgoblin piece of garbage. And they were like, well, we're going to vote for Trump because screw screw her. And then Bernie ran again and he was all over their same policies that everybody else was for. Bernie bent the knee, bro. He he broke his back to bend over the establishment. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's what upset me the most because I thought he was a good dude. I honestly thought he was a good dude you not. He's the same corporate establishment crap that we get every year from the Democrats, so no one can vote for them. And you get you get Tulsi Gabbard, with the one good Democratic politician. Oh dude, I loved her. I would have voted for her. And then she she like castrated Kamala Harris on stage. And then they tried to write a hit piece about her about something stupid. Was it and like the Russian
0: that she was like in cahoots with the Russians?
1: Which was complete falsehood. They're just as <laughs> Trump has in cocoons with the Russians. So the only person, in the entire past six years that's been in cocoons with the freaking Russians has been fucking, fr- been freaking Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> nice catch.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, man. Oh, it's, it's... I don't want to
1: talk about this because I just I I I, I can't handle seeing these people lie. It's it's not even the fact that it's, it's not just the media; it's everything. They, 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 they straight up tell you a falsehood. And then when you challenge it, they don't tell you, oh, no, your challenge is wrong. They call you some ad hominem bullcrap. Or either you're a racist, anti-Semitic, or whatever other word of that spectrum they use. And you can't combat that because when you say, well, I, I don't hate anybody. We're like, well, you said something that we deem this. And then you can't, you can't combat that. Even if you are part of the group that they're saying you hate. That's what I can't... I, I can't handle it. Because I'm not a nice enough person where I have the patience to converse with these people. <laughs> at all. I don't have the patience to do that. I mean, it's just... Man, it's, it's so... It's, it's it's like saying that it was a Chinese lab leak. Which it was. It just got approved by Project Veritas DHS lab documents.
0: Yeah, and I do want to say that just because it was leaked from the lab does not mean it was done intentionally, which I think that a lot no, of I people know, I, confused. Know. I don't think it was
1: either. Yeah, yeah. I I, I'm I not saying that for you. I'm or, saying
0: that a lot of people think, do get confused. Though,
1: personally, personally speaking, I think somebody either bit or pooped on by a bat, got really sick, <laughs> and
0: probably died. <laughs> the, it, bro, it, it would be, be better if it was released one? intentionally. That just sounds sad.
1: That'd be a terrible way to die. But
0: Shit on by a bat.
1: Somebody was No, so it, it's, it, it's as terrible as this. Oh, that's not my point. I don't care if it was released intentionally or not. What I care about is the fact that I was lied to by my government, by somebody. I am the science. <laughs> I'll do my Fauci voice. It's like, just by you. Know, did you just finding like, your Jew voice.
0: When he said that, I was like, man, that's like Senator Palpatine. I am the Senate, bro. Dude,
1: it's it's it uh, that's a good reference. Mm. Damn. No, it's just it's it's, it's it's the fact that you can't question what the establishment says is right. And when you do you are some amalgamation of something that you and I both consider horrible. So, like, you—I you, you, said it before. It's just you're something that is either—it's some form of ist. Either racist, whatever, ist, ist, ist. And you sit there, and you're like, well, I don't agree with anything you just said, but I don't hate the people you just said I hate or terrified of whatever you just said I hate. But I disagree with your point because I have statistical and actual evidence of something you just said that I don't agree with. Yeah. But somehow you're the terrible person. Yep, that's... They should bring up statistical evidence, but they want to bring up feelings.
0: Yeah. Feelings care more, are more important than facts, my friend.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think, you know, we've been going for about an hour now, so I think that one last thing I think we should definitely leave off on... Is something a little bit more positive, something a little bit less political, and that is that everyone's gonna have different opinions. Everybody's gonna always disagree with us here on this podcast or with people just in general. And I don't, th- I think that this is a point we made at the beginning of this podcast, and I do wanna reiterate it again at the end is that just because somebody has a different political persuasion or different political ideas from you it does not mean that they are a bad person. Get to know somebody. You
1: don't have to be a bundle to somebody who disagrees with
0: you. Yeah, look past the politics. Politics is not important. It should not be the main feature of life. It should be one of the smaller features of life. Go back, go back to the olden days, remember? Two things you don't talk about at the dinner table or on Thanksgiving. Politics and religion. That's all that happens
1: now. Yeah, exactly. That's all that
0: happens now. Listen, we can remove that stuff from the conversation. It does not have to be a big topic of conversation. It is on this podcast because it's obviously something that's interesting to talk about and it fills up the time, but in day-to-day life, move on from it. There's lots of interesting things that that go on in day-to-day life. There's lots of interesting stories. There's lots of cool topics to talk about. There's stock markets, NFTs, I'm sure both of which are things that we're going to go into a little bit deeper into this podcast. I'm can tell you for certain we're not going to do politics every single time, just because it is exhausting and we hear about it all the time. It's, it's so tiring. Exactly. So I think it's a cool intro for the podcast. But you know, with that said, if you want to find we'll either talk, of us, we'll,
1: we'll probably talk about cryptos next week. Ooh, that be If you would want to talk about that, I can. I can give you the ox's milk from that man.
0: Yeah, we got. We'll do. Maybe we'll do cryptos, some NFTs, the stock markets. do some research on our own see if we can come up but with that said if you want to find us online or if you want to reach out to us or if you want to berate us online which I'm sure may happen you can find us on Instagram I am at Adam Lavellet and you can find Laz at Laz Friedberg both on Instagram so if you like this podcast subscribe, listen to us and we will be back with you all next week and with that have a great day everyone